G'day, it's Sunday, I'm Scott Gibbons and this is On The Road. So if you're ready to be on the road, I'm ready to be on the road, let's get on the road together and we're going to learn all about caravans and motorhomes and maybe some camper trailers and tents and places to go and see. We're going to explore Australia together. This is going to be fun. If you're ready, fasten the seatbelt, we're on the road. G'day, it's Sunday, it's Scott Gibbons, we're on the road together, sort of. Sort of. We're on the road. We're on the road mentally, aren't we? We're on the road mentally. We're doing all our planning. And one of the places I reckon you've got to go to is the Bunya Mountains. It's the backdrop to the South Burnett. So just a lovely spot. It's located on the edge of the Great Dividing Range. It's an easy two-hour drive. It's just north of Brisbane, directly west of the Sunshine Coast. And if you're a fan of the outdoors, then it's got plenty to offer. You've got fishing and bushwalking and bird watching and four-wheel driving and the region has two of the largest inland waterways. You've got Lake Bunduma and the Bajelki Peterson Dam. Perfect, just perfect for water sports and fishing and getaways to suit any season. And so for those of you who are looking for that little more laid-back visit to the museums or the art galleries or the historic homesteads and wineries and cellar doors, they're scattered throughout the region and you can sample some of the best, some of the absolute best that Queensland's newest wine region can offer you. It's just terrific. So you can add some local cheese, some local olives, some bunion nuts, some peanuts, some capers, jams, chutneys, and even traditionally smoked small goods. You'll be in foodie paradise. <laughs> this is good. So at the end of a long day of touring, this is the, the beautiful, you're going to be touring the picturesque South Burnett. Then you can you can look forward to a good night's sleep. But you've got you've got B and B's if you need it. You've got self-contained cabins. You've got farm stays. You've got everything. You've got caravan parks if you want to. Plenty of RV friendly options. It's just terrific. So they've got a wonderful, wonderful visitor centre there. So uh, during the peak season, you've got a book, of course. You've got a book uh, when the peak seasons are open. But you've got the Brisbane Valley Rail Train. That follows the former Brisbane Valley Rail Line, which ran from Ipswich to Yarraman. So that's lovely. You've got wineries. During the past decade, the South Burnett has developed into one of the most exciting wine-producing regions in Queensland. And they've got numerous, numerous multi-award winning wineries, complemented by a string of cellar doors. We never get tired of those, do we? And then you've got the Bunya Mountains Conservation Park which is Queensland's second oldest national park. So you can meander through 35 kilometres of walking tracks. It's just terrific. You've got waterfalls, you've got colourful bird life, you've got the lot. You've got the dams, of course. So there's fish, you've got the golden perch or yellow belly, the silver perch, the Australian bass, uh, all wonderful. And then you've got the Coomba Falls, which is a maiden world. It's a deep, natural swimming hole surrounded by impressive, very, very impressive granite cliffs. And the falls are just... A perfect spot to cool down on a hot summer's day as the water is cool for most of the year. But Coomba Falls provides the ultimate site for a picnic, a day of swimming, a day of relaxation, whatever you want to do. So you've, you've got it all there. It's just, it's just terrific. What else can you do? Well, if you go to the Banakan and Blackbutt, well, Banakan's one of the towns adjacent to the Brisbane Valley Rail Trail and the Bicentennial National Trail. So both trails are for non-motorised recreation users. It's so popular if you've got a mountain bike or you're a horse rider or a, uh, you're a hiker. So the first settlers park area, it's got overnight camping facilities and the general store is just nice and convenient so you can fuel up there. 
get all of your general supplies, and then you can have a lovely scenic drive through the Banakan State Forest, through the rainforest, the hoot pine plantations, the eucalypt forests, Emu Creek camping areas located at the end of the 16km gravel road southwest of the Banakan off the Deangular Highway. There's deep volcanic soil of the surrounding countryside. This is just fabulous. So you've got olive farms, avocado farms, macadamia farms, all there. And then a short drive up the highway is Blackbutt. It's known as the gateway to the South Burnett. The gateway to the South Burnett. So it boasts a vibrant cultural and social lifestyle. And it welcomes spring in style each year with the blooming, beautiful Blackbutt Festival. So it's held in the second week in September, that might be on this year, who knows, it might be on this year, so you can take time out to enjoy the town, the local produce, the history, the arts, the culture, the great outdoors, the adventures on the rail trail, fabulous, so Blackbutt's got a variety of stores, accommodation options, include so many places, including caravan and camping sites at the showgrounds, and there's the replica of the old slab hut, so at the Les Muller Park, it's now open uh, and home to the Visitors Information Centre. You've got so much going on there. This is just a fabulous place. If you want to go to Kingaroy, Kingaroy is the largest town in the South Burnett. Uh, and it, it's, it's just surrounded by a patchwork of rich red soil and picturesque farmland. It's serviced by a number of large chain stores. It offers a variety of accommodation options. You've got it all there. But you've got grape growing because the low humidity creates a perfect climate for grape growing and wine production. And Kingroy is the perfect place to start your South Burnett winery experience. So call into the visitor centre there. You're going to have so much to do. And if you go to the, the Bowie Range, well, the views. Ha <laughs> ha, the views from the Bowie Range on the northern outskirts of Kingroy. The Bowie Range, it's a must-visit destination because the, the panoramic views, they're just majestic and they span hundreds of kilometres to the northeast beyond the Bjelke Peterson Dam towards Gimpy and overlooks the east towards Amamore and Kadanga and Coolum and then north towards Kenilworth. So it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful. You've got so much going on there. You've got Cumbia that you can go to, Maidenwell you can go to, Moffatdale that you can go to, Wandai, Mergen. It's just, you've got to do it. Fabulous, fabulous thing. Now, if you're going to be doing that, uh, make sure you get your van serviced. And if you're from Sydney, if you're from Sydney, and it doesn't matter what part of Sydney you're from, you've got to get your van serviced. And if you're going to get a service, then you go to Bold, B-O-L-D, Bold, Trailer and Caravan Repair Centre. So they just don't do repairs or servicing. They'll do modifications for you. They'll do your bearings, the brakes, the hubs, the wheels, the springs, the axles, the lights, but they'll help you get a pink slip or a blue slip or a brown slip. They've got Weybridge tickets if you need them. They've got trailer parts. They've got accessories. If you've got an imported trailer, they'll help you get that converted. So it's it's then complying with Australian law. Uh, they'll do insurance repairs. They'll do caravan awning replacements, brake control units. They they got it all. So it's bold. B O L D. Bold trailer. And can so what if, if you just go to their website, this might make it so much easier for you. Bold B O L D T C R C, which is trailer and caravan repair center. So bold B O L D T C R C dot com dot au. Bold T C R C dot com dot au. I tell you, if you want something done, if you want your caravan serviced, your trailer serviced, your boat trailer serviced, whatever you want done. 
you go and see them because they are just terrific. And that's if you're getting your service, but you might need a new one. And if you need a new one, where do you go? Well, you go to Paravans. Paravans, just amazing people. They're just up there in Windsor and they've got the Atlantic Range. They've got the River Range. They are good. So, and again, again, if you want brand new, that's where you go, the Atlantic or the River. But if you want a used one, they've got a whole stockyard full of used ones as well. They'll give you all the advice. If you need parts, if you need servicing, whatever you need doing, if you're up in the Windsor direction, you go and see Paravans. They are just terrific. So paravans.com.au, paravans.com.au, excellent, excellent people. And they're just up in Milam Street at Windsor. Fabulous. Now, if you're going to have a good time, if you're going to have a good time, and you are, if you go up to the South Burnett, you're going to find something wonderful. Something wonderful. If you're going to have something wonderful, then you've got to hear Doug Parkinson and the questions sing something wonderful. Here they are for you now, Doug Parkinson and the questions something wonderful. Enjoy this. I'll be back with you in a little while. It's Sunday. It's Scott Gibbons. We're on the road together. You enjoy Doug Parkinson. Doug Parkinson and the questions, eh? How good, how good. I hope you enjoyed that because Doug Parkinson's still out there. He's still doing his thing. And before this coronavirus came along, Doug was still on the show circuit. So excellent, excellent. And when this is all finished, maybe you get the chance to go and see him again. Now, 
Talking about seeing things, then off-road highway towing is one of the things that we all enjoy doing. So you've got to be realistic where you're going because a large off-road caravan can be unsuitable for some of the four-wheel drive fire trails because they, they might be too high for some of those overhanging branches and that. And, and you've got to use a vehicle, a tow vehicle, that's suitable. And by suitable, I mean have a low range because a low range vehicle can, in many cases, be an essential and then you've got an off-road style coupling, which allows a bigger range of movement on the coupling over a standard ball coupling. Because a standard ball coupling maybe only allows up to about a 12 degree movement. And that's not big. So if you're going to change, I'll, I'll, I'll flip in something here. If you're going to change couplings, have a look at McHitch. M little c h i t c h m little c h i t c h dot com dot au. So you look at the mchitch.com.au Uniglide trailer couplings, they're Aussie. And they are brilliant and they are outstanding because they are their engine they're the pinnacle of Australian engineering. And they've won many, many awards all the way around the world. So if you want the best trailer coupling in the world, then you go to mchitch.com.au. Now so you've got to have four-wheel drive skills, at least basic four-wheel drive skills, and knowledge of your recovery techniques and how to pick the best line and using the right gear and understanding the technology of your vehicle. You've got to have electric brakes fitted to your caravan, electric brakes. That would be an essential. And then you've got to have a good quality electric brake controller. Now, if you haven't got one, if you're not happy with your current one, then go to RedArc, redarc.com.au, RedArc, R-E-D. ARC. Excellent. Now, the electric brake controller, consider this, this is up to you, but consider mounting it in the centre of your vehicle in order that if the passenger needs to operate the trailer brakes, they can. So it's not just up to the driver, maybe the passenger can do that little part for you as well in some situations. So in an off-road highway situation, you set the bias on the trailer brakes so that the trailer brakes, if you're off-road, the trailer brakes will lock up before the car preventing the trailer trying to overtake the car. If you're going down something really, really steep, then you need... But the Red Arc one, the current Red Arc one, that has a four-wheel drive capacity as well. So it's got two, it's got highway and it's got four-wheel drive, so consider that. So you've got to know where your vulnerable low points are underneath both your car and your caravan. You should know your approach and your ramp over and your departure angles and also the angles associated with your drawbar and your trailer. And you should know where the wheels of your car and your trailer are travelling. So if your trailer wheels are wider apart than your tow vehicle, then you need to allow for that. And then avoid, if you can, avoid the side slopes because your trailer uh, can in some instances drag you, the rear of your car sideways and that could be a problem. Uh, if you can, avoid travelling alone because if you're going down four-wheel drive country, you don't really want to be alone. You need somebody there maybe to guide you around a sharp corner or something like that. Uh, practice your reversing skills, that's something. So you might have to reverse up an incline, you might have to reverse around a corner, you might have to reverse up a narrow track. So if you've practiced all of that first, by golly, that's gonna make a big difference because you don't wanna be doing all of those lessons and then trying to do them solo as well. So that's why I suggest having someone with you. Practice your recovery skills, carry the appropriate recovery equipment, that's important. And then ensure that your caravan has rated, oh, this is so, so important, rated recovery points and rated recovery. Oh, look, I'm telling you, if you're going to go and buy a D-shackle, make sure it's rated. 
Don't just buy one out of the $2 shop because it looks similar. No. Spend a few dollars more because you've got thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment and you don't want it breaking because you didn't buy a rated bit of equipment. So very, very important. Make sure it's loaded up correctly, of course. Ensure that you don't, don't exceed the aggregate trailer mass because it, you'll find your trailer mass is stated on your compliance plate. So that's important. And, and your don't exceed the tow vehicle's gross combined mass either, which is the total weight of the car and the trailer. And that'll be in your handbook as well. And some vehicles will have an off-road tow capacity and or speed restriction, so be aware of that. And carry some of those spares to suit the trailer and the car. For the, for the trailer, you should be carrying at least spare bearings and wheel nuts and studs. The number of times that you see people and they've lost some wheel nuts or they've lost, it's just not, it's not silly. So for the sake of a few dollars, have some. Have some with you. So there's some hints there. Now, there's an, another hint that you ought to be aware of, and that would be, that would be to have a look at the basics of, of battery uh, monitoring. Now, RedArc, R-E-D-A-R-C.com.au, they, they tell you that there's an, a never-ending list of gadgets for your four-wheel drive and your recreational vehicle and whatever you want to do and which ones you should have and which ones you shouldn't have and do you put everything on there or do you don't. So as a weekend warrior... Uh, you might just want to make sure that your fridge is working and your phone is charging overnight, but you've got to ensure optimal performance of your auxiliary battery. So more demanding power requirements call for information about how the system is going during your adventures to be sure you have power when you need it. And that's when the question of needing it all is asked. So some level of battery monitoring can just give you peace of mind to know that your battery is charging. That's maybe what you want to know. So learning what is the normal for your particular installation is the best way to understand its behaviour. That's important. The current flowing in or out of your battery will influence its voltage and the current of, or the amount of current flowing impacts the level of voltage charge and change. So you've got to be aware of that. So you've got to find if your voltage is low, despite a high current flow into your, into your battery, if it's still discharging, then it's going to take some time to charge. So you've got to work all of that out. So you've got to maybe step up and get an advanced battery monitoring system. So you've got to bring on the technology then, let it do all the hard work. The advanced battery monitoring is often integrated into a complete battery management system and a total vehicle management system. So you will find, if you talk to RedArc, they've got solutions for you. They've got solutions. They've got some of the best gear that you can get. So just go to RedArc and you will be fine. RedArc.com.au. They will help you. Now, speaking of help, Lucas Pawpaw. That's Lucas, L-U-C-A-S, Pawpaw, P-A-P-A-W. If you want something that will soothe you, then this is the thing. It's, it's a local tropical application. It's just a little red tube. Now, bearing in mind, there's lots of companies that have copied this product and they've also put them in little red tubes, but this is Lucas Pawpaw. And Lucas Pawpaw are just fabulous. So Lucas Pawpaw is just a most amazing company. It's Lucas Pawpaw, P-A-P-A-W dot com dot A-U. And if you check with them, 
they've got you've got to have a tube of this in your medicine chest in your little medicine pack that whatever you take away your first aid kit it's for minor burns and scolds and sunburn and gravel rash and cuts and minor open wounds and insect bites and splinters and nappy rash and all of those things and i'm i'm reading that directly off my own personal lucas pawpaw ointment and this this has been around for over a hundred years over 100 years, Dr. Lucas uh, invented this, if you will, in 1906. Just fabulous. So, and they're using exactly the same recipe now, but it's Australian. Australian. So a little red tube, you'll get down to the chemist. Uh, my one's a 15 gram. You can get bigger if you want, but it is just pawpaw. And, and, and if you need something to soothe you, this is what you get. Lucas pawpaw ointment. And if you're going to have soothe you, then you might as well have Soothe Me. If you're going to have Soothe Me, then you might as well have The Groove. So here's The Groove with Soothe Me. If you haven't heard this in some time, oh, by golly, you're going to, you'll be singing this all day, I'm telling you. Soothe Me by The Groove. You enjoy that. And don't forget to get the Lucas Pawpaw Eatment Little Red Tube. Get it out of your chemist. You will love it. It's fabulous. Good product to have in your first aid kit. Here we go. Soothe Me with The Groove.
Ah, oh, soothe me, eh? How good is that? How good is that? If you haven't heard it for a while, I know you're going to love that song. I just know it. And why do we play that? Because of Lucas Pawpaw. Because if you want to be soothed, Lucas Pawpaw is the ointment that you put on. And, and a little red tube. You'll love them. Now, maybe, maybe you think you're getting a new exhaust. And if you think you're getting a new exhaust, where do you get it from? Well, I did a tour through the factory some years ago. And this is Bow Desert Exhaust. Bow Desert Exhaust. Bow Desert, B-E, get your pencil out. Get your biro out. B-E-A-U. D-E-S-E-R-T, B-E-A-U-D-E-S-E-R-T. And I'll give you their website now because it's Bow, B-E-A-U, Exhausts, E-X-H-A-U-S-T-S, dot com, dot A-U, Exhausts dot com, dot A-U. Now, these people are fabulous. They're Aussie. They're Austra- they'll deliver Australia-wide. That's the thing about They'll deliver Australia-wide. They make in Australia. They're Australian-owned. You'll get increased fuel economy, you'll get improved power gains, and if you want to, you can take a lovely drive up to Bow Desert and they'll install for you, or they'll ship it out and you can do it yourself, or take it to your local your local installer. But the beautiful part is, not only do they produce them here, but they export to the world. Now, what makes them different? The difference is that they use 441 tube, whereas most of the competitors use a 409 stainless steel. So they, they use a Bow Desert, they use a 441 grade stainless steel, which outperforms the 409 stainless steel in both oxidation, corrosion resistance, and high temperature strength. So in other, in other types of stainless steels, it's, it's the content of chromium that imparts corrosion resistance to the alloy. So where the others use a 409, they use, which is about 11.75%, the 441, which is the premium grade that Bow Desert use, is 18% chromium. So that's just outstanding. So they've got all the gear for you. So you talk to them, but go to their website. It's bowbeauexhausts.com.au, and they are lovely people. You'll love dealing with them. The factory is clean. It's just just immaculate. You'll love them. So bowbeauexhausts, E-X-H-A-U-S-T-S, dot com dot au and you'll have a lot of fun dealing with them and you'll love your new exhaust now if you've got a caravan already or you've got a trailer already and you want to have a new annex or your annex repaired or whatever you want done then you go to annex solutions a double n e x e solutions one word annexsolutions.com.au So if you want to create your home away from home when travelling with your RV, your caravan or your motorhome or you want more space or more privacy or more comfort, more security when you're camping, if you want lifestyle on the road that's easy and reflects your personality and connects you to the outdoors, well, Annex Solutions can provide you with the services to make caravanning easy and one of the things they do is they'll come out to you. Oh, apart from coming out to you and doing a measure, They'll come out to you, do the measure, go away, make the product, bring it back and install it for you. That's how good they are. So if you want an annex rollout awning or an awning vinyl skin replacement or an awning saver or anti-flap kits or curved roof rafters or draft skirts or plain or printed shade walls, insurance repairs, whatever you want. If, even if you need your annex altered, you talk to them because these people are geniuses. So annex, awnings, shade walls, Repairs, you see them. They are terrific. So you just go to annexsolutions.com.au or give them a call on 1300 Annex. 
That's 1300 266 393 1300 266 393. And what they will do within a three hour radius of Sydney, they will come to you, do the measure up, go away, make the product, bring it back, install it for you. Lovely, lovely people. Now, one of the things that you might want to check out, and I think you will, is is when you when you're doing things, when you when you're going out and you're seeing stuff, is to is to look at some of the beautiful places that you can go. And I reckon one of the beautiful places you can go is is the Bullier Shire. So that's B O U L I A. It's the outback experience of Queensland, and it's just lovely. Now. There's so many things there that you will enjoy. It's, it's located about 300 kilometres south of Mount Isa at the junction of the Diamantina and the Kennedy Development Roads. And the town largely rests with its own association with the Min Min Light. Now, if you don't know anything about the Min Min Light, oh, by golly, you, will, you need to learn about the Min Min Light. Min Min, M-I-N-M-I-N. It's a strange spectral light that can appear, it can hover, it can disappear, it can reappear. And it has an eerie will of its own. So it's most often described as a hovering, luminescent ball. And the light's teased travellers. Um, it's, it's teased everybody. And scientists are baffled. They can't explain the phenomenon. But there's, there's much more to be experienced in Bullia than just the Min light. You've got spectacular scenery. You've got a, a myriad of native flora and fauna. It's rich in history. There's fossils there. Fossils. I mean, you, you'll find out about all of this. So the first Europeans to go through were Burke and Wills, and, and he gave his name to the river that the town stands beside. So the town was established by a shopkeeper, Ernest Henry, in 1876, and it was sited on the Bulu Bulu waterhole of the Burke River. So halfway between Windora uh, in the south and Camerwell in the north, Bullia, it, it's just a fabulous resting point on the stock route. So it's regarded as the capital of Channel Country, so follow in the footsteps of Burke and Wills in the comfort of your vehicle, and, and it's just going to be lovely. It's, it's a land of contrast. You've got fabulous colours. You've got 61,000 square kilometres throughout the Bullier Shire, and you're just going to see amazing, amazing things. So the climate, in, in summer, it can get pretty hot. <laughs> pretty hot. In winter, not so hot. About 24 degrees in winter, which is just lovely. And goes down to about nine of a night time, but yeah, it's it's wonderful. But if you want to if you want to find out more about it, then you've got to find out about this Min Min Light because there's lots of bush yarns and legends uh, all about the Min Min Light. So some of them are that, that people have seen it in the cemetery. Uh, people have seen it when they're driving along. People have seen it when they're on their horseback. Uh, people who are strangers in the area and never heard of the Min Min Light. Their feeling when they saw it was curiosity rather than fear because they didn't know all about the history of it. Another station hand saw the light rise out of the hotel graveyard. Whoa! So you could go out. If you want to see the Min Min mystery, what they've done is they've, they've put a stockman galloping uh, on various signs. And if you follow those signs, they're located from the Min Min Hotel site. And the signs will lead you into Bullia with the final sign located at the Min Min Encounter. Oh, by golly, you're going to have fun. Now, in Bullia, you've got the stone house. So when the storekeeper, James Edward Jones, built the stone house in 1888, that now is one of Bullia's tourist attractions. The home was 
the, for the James family up until about oh, 1970s or thereabouts. Then the council got it, and then a bunch of history just came into those walls. So a bunch of stuff. They've just put a showcase of artefacts and everything from all the forefathers all the way through. If you want to do the Min Min Encounter, you can do that. It's a unique theatrical experience. It incorporates animatronics and fibre optics and a load of other high-tech wizards. I'm going to do this. I'm telling you, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to see this Min Min Encounter. It's just, it's got me going. So it's, it's a tribute to the long-honoured art of the bush yarn. It's all based around the, the Min Min light phenomenon. It's a 45-minute show, and it just introduces you to the story of the Min Min light by various characters who claim to have seen it. So I reckon this is just going to be a beauty. And of course, you've got the bullion murals, so you'll be able to see those there in Robinson Park. You've also got the marine reptile fossil display. So you travel back in time more than 100 million years in time. And you'll see the fossilised remains of giant marine reptiles as well as other fossils that lived in the inland sea. So it's situated at the, the Stone House in Paturi Street in Bullia. And it's just going to be... Yet yeah, they've, got, they've got vertebrate and invertebrate fossils dating back 500 million years. They've even got a pectoral fin of a large fish. Oh, amazing. So you've got the barracks waterhole, you've got the wadi trees. They're a rare ancient species that grow in only three locations, including, so three locations in, in the world, and two of them are around Bullia and Birdsville. So how good's that? How good is that? So you, you'll be able to see the red stump, not the black stump, the red stump. Various times when, when we're out of this COVID thing, You'll have the Bullia camel races that you can go to. So that's going to be there. You've got the Easter races. We just had Easter, but the Easter races, maybe next year, that's the way to go to it. You go to the Easter races there. You've got the Outback Drags. You've got the Bullia Rodeo. You've got the Camp Draft. Oh, I think it's going to be terrific. Now, the Min Min, the Min Min Light, who sings about that? Well, nobody else other than Slim Dusty. So if you want to hear Slim Dusty sing it, you just stick around. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. This is Sunday. I'm with you. We're on the road together. The show's called On the Road. Where do we go? Well, very shortly, we're going to be heading to Gosford. So we'll be expanding the show through to Gosford, but we're in Wiseman's Ferry and Bilpin and Lithgow and Bathurst and Kelso and Mudgee and Orange. Some of our... Uh, Repeater stations got burnt down in the fire, so they're busily building those. And, of course, we go national. We're on the, the vast network, so the vast satellite network. The show goes national. So wherever you are, great to have you with us. Thanks for that. And thanks for looking after our sponsors because they are great people. They are great people. So you ready for the Min Min? He's, here he comes. He's slim, dusty, and the lights of the Min Min. You'll love this. Okay, back to you real soon. Hey, it's Sunday. Scott Gibbons with you, and you're with me. Have you ever heard the story of the Queensland Min Min Light? Heard the old folk tell in whispers how it beckons through the night? How your horse will rear in terror and your dog will howl in fright? For there's something mighty here in that dancing Min Min Light. There's a couple living westward on a lonely station camp. Each night they keep their vigil by the glimmer of a lamp. They keep their watch together till they see it glowing bright. And they sometimes rise and follow that misty min-min light. Years ago they had a youngster, the laughter of their life. 
Always he would ask them to see that pretty light But one night when all was sleeping The lad awoke and so Looking out the window He saw that mending glow It seemed that he could touch it Then it moved up far ahead He ran and laughed behind it And followed where it led Across the darkened bridges Far into the night The lad was lost forever To that cruel min-min light His resting place is hidden His parents hope and pray Some night that ghostly light May come and show to them the way But it quivers and it dances Through the cold and lonely night And forever keeps its secret That cruel min-min light Now I've told you the story Of Queensland min-min light How the old folk tell in whispers How it beckons through the night And your horse will rear in terror And your dog will howl in fright That there's something mighty Uh, the lights of the Min Min, good on you, Slim. We've always got to have a bit of Slim, have we? Bit of Slim, always good for a Sunday. Now, winter's coming on. We might get a chance to go out. You never know if we do. Then you've got to be a little bit careful with some of the things you're doing. Because I was reading, oh, look, I was going back through some old stuff. And this was a, a letter that was written uh, written through to Fred and Mark. And it was to say that uh, all this fella did was make a campfire to cook tea and it landed him in hospital. So he was he was breaking twigs, and one of the twigs pierced quite deep into one of his hands, and he washed it, and he cleaned it, and he disinfected it, and he got back to the job that he was doing, but no big deal. Everything was fine, he thought. But that night, he woke up shivering with an aching finger half the size, he said, of a chilli pepper, and almost as red. So he went to hospital, and he stayed there on antibiotics, for seven days and they said if he had waited another 12 hours he probably would have lost the finger and the use of that hand and the culprit was the twig that was stuck in his finger and it was a sandalwood twig sandalwood which is toxic to some people so the doctor told him that disinfecting the wound straight away probably saved his life so when you're breaking twigs just be a little bit careful and use gloves. Use gloves. I think that's a, a wonderful thing <laughs> to be aware of. Use gloves. Now, Uggs. Being winter coming up, we're just talking about Ugg, well, winter. Uh, then what you've got to do is buy, if you're going to buy Ugg boots, then you've got to get, now this, this is very, very important. If you're going to buy Ugg boots, you've got to get original Ugg boots, Australia. Original Ugg Boots Australia. So what happened was that they, they, about 30 years ago, they were manufacturing sheepskin Ugg Boots in Australia. It was a young Aussie bloke, and a young father, and he started making the sheepskin products in his garage in the Perth suburb of Balladura. And he used to travel to the markets early in the mornings and on weekends, and he'd set up and he'd sell his Ugg Boots and his car seat covers, and he'd, he'd do it all week. And most of the time he'd be making these things till about three in the morning, and his wife would help him. And it was a wonderful thing. And over time, 
He built up enough business to warrant renting a small factory in Western Australia where he could employ other Aussies to help him make more quality sheepskin products. And his main focus was always on quality. And as you know, you just can't beat Australian quality. So that's what he did. So fast forward that to 2008. And they're now living in Melbourne. They've teamed up with their son and their daughter-in-law and they've formed the original Ugg boot. So the original Ugg boot, as it's known today. So they still, this is so important, they still manufacture in Australia from the finest sheepskin available and they're proudly Aussie-made and they're proudly Aussie-owned. Now, some companies call themselves Ugg boot companies. Some import their products. Some even don't use sheepskin. Some even use the word Australia in their name, but they're made offshore. So here's the difference. So this is the original Ugg boot, and they're manufactured right here in Australia. They're made in Melbourne. You can get onto them if you want to go to originalugboots.com.au, originalugboots.com.au, and they are, they're a transparent company, so they make the finest Aussie-made Ugg boots, they deliver Australia-wide, they'll deliver them to the world. The difference is that you've got to see that green and yellow triangle, the one with the little yellow kangaroo, the green triangle, and it says Australian-made. Because if it doesn't have that on there, it's not Australian-made. Original Ugg boots are Australian-made. So there you go. If you're going to get some Ugg boots for winter, then I think you should. I think you should. But get the original Ugg boots. Now, here's something. And this is so much, this is such a good story. If you're exploring Australia, it means turning off the paved roads and getting your tyres dirty. And whether it's dust or mud, uh, you can get soft and unstable ground. And it's not always apparent until you start to lose traction. And if you react the wrong way, the wheels of your towing vehicle or your caravan or both can spin until they sink to the point where it's impossible to gain traction. Just impossible to gain traction. So it's not uncommon to end up being bogged. Uh, you've got to have the right equipment with you. You've got to have some prior experience. You should maybe consider doing a caravan course so that they'll help you get back on the road easier. You'll know more of what to do. And, and take the time also to do an off-road driving course or a caravan driving course, whatever. So you've got to resist the urge. This is the thing to do. You've got to resist the urge to panic uh, because constant use of the accelerator will just dig you in deeper. So one of the most important things to remember is that you've got to have a calm headspace. Now this comes from without a hitch. Without a hitch.com.au, they're really good people. So apply the handbrake, put the vehicle in park, turn the vehicle off, get out and engage the situation. Have a look at it, see what, what's likely to be done, what can you do? And if you've lost traction in sand or loose soil, then try letting some air out of your tyres, even more so than maybe what you've already done, let some more out so that it will give you a bigger grip on the surface area. Now, at that point, it's worth attempting to drive out once again with gentle acceleration so you, you avoid wheel spin and then failing a successful attempt, uh, then lower the jockey wheel, unhitch your caravan and see if you can drive the tow vehicle out to firm ground. Now, if that works, then you'll be able to pull the caravan out a little while later. So if not, then you need to get the tow vehicle out. So whether you've become stuck in sand or mud, it's important to create a surface that the tyres can grip. So if you're not too deep, then you can begin by digging away the earth around the bog tyre, collect large sticks, rocks, other dense foliage that can help you create a solid foundation for your tyre. Then place a board under the jack 
um, so that you can lift it up, use it to raise the tyre, fill the space under the tyre with solid foliage and rocks, and then once your vehicle is clear, then you can use a, a rated tow rope or a snatch strap to slowly pull the caravan out. Now, if you've got a winch, fabulous. However, if you don't have a winch, get yourself a bogout, bogout.com, B-O-G-O-U-T, bogout.com. It's a winch in a bag. Just as simple, as simple as that. They're not expensive, they're inexpensive. And I tell you, you will have so much more confidence if you're going out, if you've got a bogout bogout.com. You go and check them out. They are fabulous. They're made in Australia. They are Australian and they're wonderful, wonderful people. So you should have a high lift jack with you and you should have a plate or a stabiliser foot with that. Snatch straps are a good idea to have. Good snatch straps. A portable compressor if you've got it. A winch on your vehicle if you've got it. If you haven't got the winch, and, and here's the difference. The bog out, you can winch forwards and backwards. That's the difference. And then you need a sturdy shovel and axe and a tool set. So I think that's a good thing to do. I think that's a good thing to do. So that's a lot of weight that you're towing. You've got to carry that weight. If you're going to carry that weight, you might as well listen to Colleen Hewitt. She brought this out. By golly, Colleen Hewitt is such a world-class singer. She brought this out in 1972. She is just fabulous. Carry that weight, Colleen Hewitt. Here we go. You enjoy that. Back with you in a little while. It's Sunday. Scott Gibbons, we're on the road. Once there was a way to get back home. Once there was a way to get back home. Sleep, my darling, do not cry. And I will sing a lullaby.
Yeah, Colleen Hewitt, carry that weight. So good. Now, speaking of so good, Thunderbolts Way, which is in New South Wales, it's not that far from Sydney. And if you want to do some, some outbacking, if you want to see some pretty places, then go to Thunderbolts Way. And I was doing a little research on this. And Fred, you remember Fred Wright from Caravan and Motorhome. Fred did a tour through there. And I thought I'd give you a bit of a refresh on that because it's so excellent. In fact, just doing the refresh, I've said to myself, it's going straight on the list because Thunderbolts Way, it's not only full of history and, and some places that you can just fossick and, and the towns are delightfully welcoming and you've got stunning national parks and panoramic and just beautiful countryside. But it's a true example of why we should be taking the road less travelled. So you just go north or you can come south whichever way. You're right in New South Wales. But um, it, it's just lovely. The Thunderbolt Way, it's a route that allows you to rejoin the Pacific Highway and continue your journey with ease. So you slow down, you enjoy it, you get all the rewards of the travel, you get some great knowledge, a wealth of history, which is often missed because you just blast by stuff. So you'll, you'll go to Stroud and Stroud, if you're a caravaner, then you'll love it. It's, it's just a small country town. It's one of the best places for, um, if you want to meet pie, Stroud's the place to go, they told me. <laughs> So that's why it's on the list again. So it's just north of Sydney, about two and a half hours north of Sydney. And, and it's just, again, rich in history. Uh, it was settled in about 1827. It was named for its resemblance to the Cotswold country in Gloucestershire in England. And while you're in town, you, you've got to visit Pilot Hill, which is just a short drive away. And Pilot Hill has significant historical ties to the shipping industry with vanners can read all about from the signs in the area. And there's there's two giant five-ton cannon on site, which link back to the history of the hill. So the sweeping views over town, you'll love those. You'll, you'll soak those up. They're just terrific. Just terrific. So what you'll find then is that Gloucester's got such a unique history. So from Stroud, you're just going to go straight to Gloucester. It's just a 40-minute drive to Gloucester. And you'll, again, you'll fall in love. It's just picturesque. It's green. You've got the hills. The scenery's constantly changing. You've got the Gloucester Visitor Information Centre. And, and you'll find the people there incredibly helpful. And one of the best attractions locally is the Gloucester Museum, which was built in 1909. It's filled with several interesting rooms that'll keep you totally engaged, totally engaged for hours. And the rooms tell you all about the history of the district and its contributions to World War One, and some of the records go back to 1826. And then from there, you, you journey to the Barrington Tops National Park, which is where the rainforests are. So you've got magnificent rainforests and you've got exceptional scenery. But the heritage-listed national park, it was born of an ancient volcano and forms part of the Gondwana rainforest. So it makes up an extensive area of subtropical rainforest. It's one of the best in the world. So there's many spots to camp. You've got beautiful camp areas all the way along there because you're on the edges of the Barrington Tops. So you've got a lovely bush retreat. Perfect for families or couples or, or grey nomads. But you've got to be prepared at night time. The temperature drops a bit. So... Again, take your, take your Uggs, take your original Uggs, uh, because it's known to drop by several degrees at night. So close to camp, you'll find a huge variety of walks that'll show you through the innermost working of, of this magnificent, magnificent place. And if you don't want to venture out alone, then there's some free guided tours. So you can book those through the New South Wales National Park websites. 
and they're conducted by super volunteers who are they've just got all the knowledge in the world. And Barrington Tops is known as Dark Sky Country. Dark Sky Country. So if you're into stargazing or you're into satellite spotting or comet watching or you, you want to see if you can find a meteorite shower, then that's where you go. Barrington Tops. Fabulous. Now, when you return to Gloucester, consider a, a guided tour of Copeland Top mountain-made gold mine. It's part of the Barrington Tops National Park. Is a walking tour that starts from the Hidden Treasure Picnic Ground and, and you'll learn all about the history of the mining and Saxby's discovery and fossicking. It's, it's possible throughout the state forest and, and word has it that Gloucester is the best place to find jasper or quartz or crystal. There's even some gold there. So if you ask the, the Gloucester Information Centre, they'll tell you which, which parts are best to go and fossick in, so that's good. Then take a drive, take a drive through the Gloucester High Tops, which is part of the Barrington Tops National Park, and it's you'll find that just spellbinding. Spellbinding. You've got rolling hills, you've got valleys, you've got low-level water crossings. And then approximately 30 minutes away from Gloucester Tops, you'll find the Gloucester Riverside Caribbean Park, and that's scenic and peaceful, and it's, it's lovely. So you'll get lush grounds there. It's alongside a platypus-rich flowing river, and it's frequently visited by kangaroos and bird life. So, again, if you're doing this for yourselves, terrific. If you've got some tourists when we're allowed out again, take them with you because this is just... And you're not far away. You're not far away. You're so close to Sydney. So, continuing on from there, you'll enter the Barrington Tops National Park and the campsite, and that's got plenty of spots to choose from. Britty Reserve is scenic. It's, it's a beautiful free camp area. You've got about 70 riverside spots there, and... Idyllic outlook. It's it's only about 30 k's or 34 k, 35 k north of Gloucester, just off Thunderbolts Highway. And it's one of the very best free camps that you'll find in Australia. Then you've got the wonders, if you will, the wonders of of Walcher. Now, what Walcher's are? It's in the beautiful New England tableland. Now, some people call it Walcher and some call it Walcher. I'm going with Walcher because it's W A L C H A, and it acts as the gateway to the fabulous. Wild rivers. Now you're only about again 425k from Sydney, so you've got the Walker Caravan Park or the Walcher Caravan Park, whichever way you want to go. And the first thing you'll notice is that particular park is particularly clean. So you've got manicured lawns, you've got drive-through sites, wonderful power, everything's fine. Great owners. And when you cruise around, you'll find the open-air gallery and the historic buildings and the spectacular waterfalls and the unique Royal Cafe with all things including an Indian motorcycle-related theme and craft store. It's called, and write this down, it's called the Antipodean Tinker Shop. The Antipodean Tinker Shop. Tinker's T-Y-N-K-E-R. And it's just got unbelievable handmade motorbikes. And when you see this, just go on to Google and have a look at that Antipodean Tinker Shop and have a look at some of the things, but you've got to go and see them in real life. And the owner makes them by hand. And he goes to great lengths to make sure that each bike is unique and powerful in its own way. So a wonderful brain, a wonderful man. So from there, you head off to Urala, and Urala's about 20k from Armadale. It's wonderfully welcoming. It's a town that just celebrates the, the bush ranger called Thunderbolt. And if you want to find out more about Thunderbolt, then just go into Thunderbolt Bush Ranger in Google and you will learn all about him. But yeah, so in Macrossens Hill Mill Museum, you'll, you'll learn all about the last days through the brilliant paintings of the dawn, 
uh, the, all the walls there. You'll love browsing through the memorabilia upstairs. You'll reflect on Thunderbolt's name was Frederick Ward or Fred Ward. So that sort of focuses on his last days and his fatal encounter with Constable Walker in 1870. What a brave man Constable Walker must have been. And the museum deserves to be enjoyed slowly, slowly, because there's just so much to offer. And then you've got the display of the Chinese miners in the early day of the, of the gold mining. How clever were they? Like to come all the way from China and find their way to those spots. And there's people listening now that have not been there yet. And <laughs> how clever is that? So one thing you love about Urala is it's got beautiful wide streets, perfect for vans, perfect for motorhomes, easy to navigate. And there's a large monument, a large bronze monument, a thunderbolt astride one of his stolen racehorses. So it's guarding the, the entrance to the information centre, and you'll love the information centre. Then you've got Sapphire City. And so the, the travellers know Inverell as the Sapphire City, and it's certainly it lives up to its name. Your first stop should be the Butte Information Centre, which is the best. And then Inverell is proud of its rich pioneering history. And it's the Pioneer Museum and the village. Uh, look, you'll take hours and hours and hours to explore through that. But you can't leave without going to the Victor Motomoa Museum. The Victor Motomoa Museum. That's going to bring back some memories for so many of you. So if you're in the Sapphire Capital, you've got to try your hand with a spot of Sapphire Fossicking, which is best done at the Billabong Blue Sapphire Fossicking Park. And then you can stay there for days and days and days on end doing that. And the Information Centre is where the Billabong Blue Sapphire storefront is, and it's just located. They're happy to answer all your questions for you. And if you're a woodworker, then you'll be in heaven at the New England Wood Turning, which is just renowned for its wooden oddities and indigenous wooden giftware and carved items. So much more. So you'll soak up the wonderful town of Inverell and you've got Thunderbolt's Way. You'll find this trip is just, just magic. Now, seeing that you've got the big statue of Thunderbolt on the horse, and it was a stolen horse, I think we'll steal the moment ourselves and we'll listen to Daryl Braithwaite and horses, eh? What do you reckon? Daryl Braithwaite, horses, you will love this. I betcha, I betcha, because I know I'm going to. I'm going to sing along to this. So Daryl Braithwaite and horses. Hey, it's Sunday. We're on the road together. I'm Scott Givens. I love being with you. Look after our sponsors. But here's Daryl Braithwaite and horses.
till you go And I'll be right there by your side And even then Whisper the wind And she will carry up your right I hear all the people of the world In one bird's lonely cry Spirit fly, don't you see him? He's down on the ground, so broken wing, looking all around. That's the way it's gonna be, little darling. You go riding on the horses, yeah, yeah. Way up in the sky, little darling. Oh, and if Uh, you're Daryl Braithwaite and Horses. I know you love it. I know you love it. I know I love it too. Now, Heron Forbes, if you want to get some real, real tools, some real, real machinery, then you've got to go to Heron Forbes Machinery House. Hair, H-A-R-E, and Forbes, F-O-R-B-E-S, Machinery House. Now, all their stores are open. And they're in Sydney and Brisbane and Melbourne and Perth. And because we go national, I've got to tell you about all those places. But they're all open. And they've got new releases. They've got specials. They've got things happening. But it's big machinery and proper tools. Not toy stuff. But they've got used equipment as well. They've got demo stuff. They've got things that you can actually buy. Like if you just want a big industrial floor fan. Uh, whatever you want. They've got it. You go and have a look at their website, which is Machinery House machineryhouse.com.au machineryhouse.com.au hey and right now you can become a machinery housemate a machinery housemate and you'll get $70 free discount vouchers so all you gotta do is just sign up and you will get mates rates so how do you do that? Well, you go to machineryhouse.com.au, become a machinery housemate, get $70 worth of discount vouchers, easy as pie. Now, talk about easy as pie, then you've got to talk about overpower, overheating. Now, Berrimer Diesel, Berrimer Diesel uh, are just amazing people. They've been around forever. In fact, I'm, I think they are just probably, probably by reputation, the best at diesel 
that you can ever, ever find. So one of the questions they got asked is, people want more power out of the diesel engines, but a badly done diesel tune, a badly done tune could cost you your four-wheel drive. So it's a simple equation, they say, when tuning and modifying your diesel for more power, add more diesel, and you get more power. But if you look closer at the simple equation through, you'll find the complexities that are hiding under the fun of getting that extra power. So more power means more heat. More heat, load on your engine, and sadly for diesels, that's their worst enemy. So for starters, they are durable. And they're very, very easy to tune. In fact, there's a plethora of shops that'll be happy to tune or sell your products that can quickly and easily increase the power of your tow rig. But one thing that is forgotten is at what cost. The cost of an unsafe tune can actually, might not show up for a while, but these people have been tuning diesels for 30 years and, and they see the problems that come into their workshop from unsafe tuning. So the good old reliable diesel, it'll pull like a train with a tune, but underneath the reliable nature of the diesel, it'll be suffering with higher engine heat, no thanks to the poor tune. So that's why you're seeing some unreliable things happening at the moment. So if you want to, I would suggest you contact Berrimer Diesel. They're down at Berrimer, B-E-R-R-I-M-A, Berrimer Diesel. And they're on, you can call them on 4877, it's a zero two number, 4877 1256, 4877 1256. But just go to their website, which is the, T-H-E, dieselexperts.com, the dieselexperts.com. I reckon we're out of time now for this week. I reckon we are out of time. But you look after our sponsors. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling other people to listen in because we're getting the feedback. We're getting the feedback. So thank you to you. We love being with you each and every Sunday. It's fabulous. We've just been talking about diesels. Why don't we finish the show with Johnny Diesel and the Injectors looking for love. Johnny Diesel and the Injectors looking for love. And if you want something done with your diesel, bear my diesel service. We'll see you next week. Hey, I'm Scott Gibbons. I'll see you on the road when we're allowed to. Bye. Walk in, every man wants a fight You were breaking hearts One by one